welcome to another Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today, so tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we finally got the anniversary update. That's right, the mega update is live, and boy, is it amazing. It is so good. I can't wait to get into it with you. First up on today's docket, I wanted to let you guys know that this is going to be as much of a spoiler-free episode as possible. I don't want to ruin anything for anyone, so this is going to be more of a review of the different parts of the anniversary update. To start off, let's go with the top 10 things that I think you should know about the anniversary update before you jump in or as you're getting into it now. Starting with number 10, mermaid gems that you find from the statues out in the world can be used for reputation with the hunter's call. They usually take only meat and fine cooked stuff, but if you destroy those statues, you can use those as reputation gains with that trading company. Journals can only be found when you're on a specific tall tale. Now that pertains to part of the commendations that come with it, and I just wanted to make sure people who are looking for those aren't trying to find them when you're not on that specific tall tale. Number eight, players can jump into any tall tale as long as someone has it unlocked. You aren't restricted by your progress to do any of the other tall tales as long as someone else has either unlocked them or done them themselves. Number seven, your first tale begins by visiting the mysterious stranger at any outpost. Now this doesn't seem like such a big deal, but when you're getting into adventure, if you haven't played in a long time or this is your first time playing, the best thing you can do is go up to the mysterious stranger and take a look at the book just to the right of him. He'll be in the same tavern all across the world, so you can go to any of them and unlock that first one just with the mysterious stranger. Number six quest items that aren't something that you dig up or are found in chests will be in your quest wheel something that you get that you haven't gone out and specifically gotten from say a skeleton or dug up in the ground those will always be found in your quest wheel not in your actual equipment wheel there is a bug right now revolving around some of the items that you dig up or find in chests that if you use those in the collector's chests they might despawn so be very careful about that number five turn your back to the ship's harpoon if you're holding an item and would like someone on the ship to be able to pull you and the item back to the ship instead of just harpooning the actual item number four hooking a barrel of plenty to your ship can be a way to expand the storage of your ship and give you quick access to a barrel on the top of your deck that can hold up to cannonballs, planks, bait, different types of food, meat, and more. Number three, if you're holding food that can be cooked and you're not sure if it's cooked yet or not, use the emote key to open up the radial and in the top right it'll let you know that it either needs to be cooked longer it's tasty or it's been burnt number two if you can't take your fish off the pole then chances are you've got too much food already head down to a food barrel drop off what you have and pull your fishing rod back out the fish will still be there you can then take it off the line and have it in your inventory. And the number one thing you should know about going into the anniversary update, playing adventure mode, 
If you complete a tall tale and change sessions, or you're not sure where to go in the tall tale progress, all you have to do is open up your reputation tab, go to the tall tales commendations, and mouse over or select the different tall tale that you want to complete before going into the commendations page specifically for that tall tale when you can see all nine visible down at the bottom there should be an indicator that lets you know that if you hit x or press the two button it will give you more information about where you have to go and who you have to talk to to get the next tall tavern voyage <laughs> Next up on today's docket, let's talk a little bit about the arena. So I have not gotten to spend a whole lot of time in the arena, but the little bit that I did have was exhilarating. It's a lot of fun and it makes sense in the context of being able to have a smaller experience that is kind of that high octane adventure that you're looking for when you want to play Sea of Thieves. I know this is something that a lot of people said they wanted to jump into when they don't have a whole lot of time. Being in a couple open crews, I really don't see that this is going to work out so well. This really does feel like it's going to be something for people who have a set crew that they know they want to sail with on a regular basis and they can spend some time really grinding out these arena matches. A lot of the cosmetics that you can get for the Sea Dogs does revolve around your rank just like other trade companies though it does seem to be more of progression for certain items. This is something that's a little bit different than the Hunter's Call but if you queue up into arena the from the beginning of the game you'll be able to jump into add your teammates jump into a match and you'll go play that match and as you're playing it when it completes you'll actually be taken back to the tavern where they will tally up all the the scores you'll be awarded your reputation you'll be able to actually go shopping for a little bit hang out in there and then it would reset the server give you a server merge screen and then you'll start a whole new match and then it'll pull in new people there is no matchmaking to this so you will be paired up with open crews closed crews people that are working on voice chat like discord and party systems people that are using in-game voice and uh, speech to te or text to speech so be careful when you go in make sure when you do go in there that you are prepared to deal with people who are going to be uh, saying things that you don't want heard on uh, the tv or things that you know people could be reported for there's a lot of trolling going on right now and it's going to be like that for the first couple weeks for sure and until things kind of calm down and I would definitely recommend getting people that you, you know are going to be good at different roles. Uh, when I jumped in, I was very good at digging up chests and I'm really good at cannons, uh, but we I, I can sail if I need to, but I'm not the best when it comes uh, to necessarily boarding. Sometimes I don't quite get the kills the way I, I want to, even though I'm still fairly good with actual PvP in a duel. The overall experience though, I would say is a fantastic. Now this is bare bones. They will be building it out and they'll probably be adding things like brigantines and sloops later on when they have more time i can't wait to see how this kind of develops over the next uh few months you know what what kind of becomes the norm or if there is even like a meta that comes that gets involved i've seen some people that try to stack chests i've seen others just go out to try to sink others and miss uh groups that are going out and avoiding combat to get treasure chests to turn in on their own and it's been really cool to see just how uh good people are at pvp and sea of thieves a lot of people when the game first came out said that the, the combat was clunky they put a lot of work into that and the gameplay between ships is still 
unparalleled in any other game I've ever played. And I can't wait to get back into it. I can't wait to actually get to spend some time grinding out those first place matches because I didn't find out until just recently that they actually added pirate legend weapons the gold the purple with the the green accents on it and the gold chains they have the sword they have the flintlock they got the blunderbuss and the eye of reach these look amazing and in fact the pirate legend sword is the only other blade in sea of thieves to have an obsidian edge and I've been wielding the Ferryman Blade for since launch, basically. When, when it first got launched, I got my Ferryman Sword. That was what I've been using for the majority of my gameplay. I can't wait to get this new Pirate Legend Sword because it's black, it's beautiful, and I want to be able to, to wield that. I want to be able to show that off. And I'm going to have to spend a lot of time in Arena to be able to get all the matches I need to be able to get uh, the wins so I can actually get that sword. But I can't wait to do that because it's so much fun next up on today's docket let's talk about the hunter's call fishing and harpoons now there has been a lot of work put into this new trading company and one thing that I've definitely noticed is that this is going to be a trading company that is going to require a lot of time to be able to level up to 50. In fact, I would be surprised if there are people who are in the 40s yet. There are a lot of people that know how to grind this stuff and really take advantage. It seems like the, the best way to do it honestly is to go and actually take down megalodons use their meat uh, get mermaid statue gems and use those uh, those seem to be some of the best ways to use reputation in the game so with fishing it's great i have actually i've had, had a really good time fishing when i do fish i don't know that i have the patience to spend a lot of time just sitting there fishing i feel like when i am playing I want to be active and going out and killing things, uh, getting chests, working on tall tale commendations, fighting in the arena, things like that. And to spend time dedicated to just fishing is going to have to be something that I do towards the end of a very eventful session, something that I want to kind of relax, kind of cool down, uh, uh, take some time to just hang out and chat with the people that I'm sailing with uh, or the people that, I, that are watching the stream. And because of that, I, I think this is going to be a while before I hit 50 with uh, the Hunter's Call. And I'm okay with that because I haven't had anything to grind in a very long time. So now that I have something to, to be able to grind out, I kind of want to take my time with it. I don't want to rush it because once it's done, it's done. And I've already hit Pirate Legend status. I've already hit Athena 10 status. I don't necessarily need to hit uh, Hunter's Call level 50 to really prove anything outside of just getting the deliveries, uh, the cosmetics, the equipment and clothing and stuff that comes. Actually, I don't know if there's clothing, to be honest, but the equipment that I've gotten so far, as well as... As the the different liveries and stuff that come with that reputation so there are a lot of new fishing rods that aren't tied to the actual reputation they're actually tied to the commendations for uh, getting certain fish and turning those in meat as well so if you go to the equipment vendors they'll let you know like what is unlocked by what 
and if you're not sure you can always go into the reputation pane and it has the list of all the different fish but there's actually a second page that shows you uh, other stuff as well like uh, what what you can turn into Merrick uh, to get commendations with him as well that are not specifically for fish the fish will definitely give you hints as to where you can find them and what bait you might need to use to get them and there are a couple infographics out right now that have uh, good kind of breakdowns on who uh, or what if if you're looking for a specific one where you need to go and what you need to use to get it and uh, there's there's I mean there's been a lot of information that's been going on as well too so make sure that if you are interested in fishing that you are interested in going out there and working on the hunter's call that you dedicate a fair amount of time and if you find a fish that you are trying to get uh, or, or color that you're specifically looking for don't spend the time necessarily to try and fish up just any fish. Go ahead and pull your, your reel back, get your bait, and then recast it. That way you aren't necessarily wasting a whole lot of time getting fish that you don't necessarily need to get. And definitely stop and get every uh, every different mermaid gem you can when you're sailing around. I've had a really good time with the fishing itself. It's exceptionally well done. It's fluid, it feels great. And much like that, uh, the harpoon is a tool that I didn't think I would be that interested in using when I first uh, started messing around with it, the idea of it. And now that I've gotten a chance to actually use it a lot, it's almost, I, I almost don't want to ever not have it because it's great for, it's great for galleons where you can't turn sharply. It's great for looting it's also great for engagements as well too and one of my favorite tricks is the one that i talked about in the top 10 things you should know where you can stack loot on the beach you can use the harpoon to get it onto the actual ship quicker and you can also use the harpoon to grab someone who is holding something uh, i did find out if you're interested to know that if you try to harpoon a barrel that is being held by a skeleton then you will actually snag it you'll grab the barrel itself and the skeleton will sit there and wonder what's going on for a little bit and if it's just on the beach if you try to harpoon it it'll actually just explode the harpoon does do damage so you can knock you can take down skeletons pigs and other uh, creatures with it but it takes a lot and it's not really worth it overall i'd say that the hunter's call trade company has been a welcome addition for a lot of people who have been wanting fishing but in a meaningful way Way, something that actually matters and gives you something to work towards as you're actually playing the game and a lot of people that don't necessarily want to do merchant voyages order of souls or even the oddity that don't want to go out digging up treasure uh, they can actually get to pirate legend through this means now if they really want to and i think that's a great new avenue for other people to play the game in their way especially if they want to have like a backstory for their pirate who is just a merchant fisherman who just likes to dig up treasure and doesn't want to deal with anything that revolves around uh, killing other people or uh, skeletons for that matter. There's there's so much uh, uh, viability to getting to pirate legend in different ways now and I really appreciate that. All right next up on today's docket let's talk tall tales. This 
has been something that I've wanted for a very long time. I've wanted skeletons to have character and personality and dialogue. I've wanted a multiple step progression for quests so that you're getting a, a good feeling of actually doing something over and over and that you're actually able to uh, kind of work on a quest in stages and feel like there's a sense of, of getting to a bigger goal at the end of it. I think that's great. Um, when you get into the tall tales, you'll soon realize that there are nine voyages. And the first one being the Shroud Baker is the easiest to access. If you go to any tavern when you start the game, you'll see the mysterious stranger at the back of the uh, tavern. Next to him, there's a book that you can access. And that starts you out on retrieving the Shroud Breaker. I'm not going to go into spoilers or guides as far as what you have to do to complete that or any of the other ones, but just to give you an overall feel of what I thought about it. And I think it was probably one of my favorites. It had a lot of the overall encompassing feelings of going through and discovering something, being put into a world or in a situation that I didn't feel comfortable in and had to work out and think about when you're actually in uh, a, a puzzle vault and you have to kind of get yourself out because otherwise you're going to be uh, drowning. And I think that's great. I think it's amazing. Uh, there was a post online that referenced the tall tales in a way that made them sound as if they were um, kind of a an escape room, which if you've done escape rooms, you're really familiar. They give you very little information, just a few clues, and you have to piece together a way to get out of the, the escape room based on that. And it's a multi-tiered thing you go in you finish one part and that opens up more information about the next part and it kind of builds on top of that that's that's essentially what the tall tales is and it feels great because when you're actually uh when you're actually doing these they it's not like a traditional voyage it's not where you go you buy a voyage they tell you where to go you look at the photo of the actual map or you read the first dialogue of a riddle and then you plot your course, you go there, you get the treasure chests or you kill the skeletons or you pick up the animals and you come back to another place and just drop that all off. This has a sense of giving you just enough information from people's pasts to find out where they are based on like one or two keywords or images that let you know like where it started, where it kind of went on and where you have to intervene into those riddles into those memories to find out like what's actually going on and the overall arc of the story is one of uh there's a lot of different stories and each story has kind of an emotion but the overall arc is definitely about being greedy and losing sight of the point of Sea of Thieves, which is to have a fun adventure and to get uh, experiences. You know, I think that's kind of the overarching goal of the game itself is to, you know, tools, not rules. It's your journey. You know, it's it's about be coming to that first golden age of piracy and not necessarily about who has the most amount of money or how many people uh, you've killed in, in your in your sailing and stuff. Those are obviously important to a lot of people and they factor into the overall journey. But the tall tales 
really takes you on a journey from uh, stories that have happened in the past. Like these are things that have happened to people in the past, and you're you're kind of retracing your step, their steps, sometimes literally, and uncovering the the history revolving around the the shores of gold and how to get there. And it's amazing to see just how they've kind of pieced this all together. So when when Mike, when Andy, when they say that they want you to really experience this in in the the kind of natural flow of it the the in order i really recommend doing that there's a couple things that you could probably do out of order but for the most part i would definitely recommend doing the first two together and the last two together or the last three together and really getting a sense of overall feel of how things are progressing in the world in the sea of thieves uh tall tales experience because it's so beautiful it's so well done I, I have a couple things that I think I would have changed, but I think that my my feelings on those are more based around um, what I thought could have been added to it. But it's hard to it's hard to say that. And I guess I could probably say a little bit about it. There's going to be boss fights and the boss fights. I feel like they could have used a little bit more uh, information in the actual fight, but when I look at the the sheer scope of all the nine tall tales and what they all encompass, it's hard for me to sit there and say, well, why couldn't you guys do more? Because I see exactly what they put into the game. And it's apparent in, in each of the tall tales just how much effort they put in to make sure that they try to f- make them feel as uh, unique and special as possible. Some of them less than others. Some of them more than others. There's some that I absolutely fell in love with. Uh, I think the Star Constellation one was one of my favorite tall tales to actually experience. As well as the the Cursed Rogue and the, the Revenge of the Morning Star. And of course the of gold there's so much to this that is so hard to kind of make sure that i i explain but if you're just listening to this for the first time say you picked up sea thieves because you heard it was really good or you're you're someone that picked it up a while ago or have it on game pass and you're listening to this to find out like is it worth playing is it worth actually doing are people actually playing the game it really is it's one of the best experiences i think i've had in games that are story driven uh open world games you know i i have been wanting this for so long so i'm definitely i'm definitely biased to it but I, I also have to say that the, the story is so much, uh, so much more vibrant and so much um, it's, it's more interesting just based on the fact that when you read the Athena's Fortune book, you start to learn who the characters that you're going to be experiencing stuff with in the game are and once you kind of know who they are and you've and you've paid attention to their story in the book, it's so much more interesting to see what happened to them because a lot of them are left kind of un uh unspoken after a certain amount of time you know it it talks about how they're integral to the story that's being told in athena's fortune but you never really find out what happens after that and this is kind of a a small glimpse into who they uh, are and what became of them post uh, Athena's fortune and I think that's I think it's amazing to be able to to have that experience and to find out like there was a much bigger story that went on with this character that you never heard about because they were slightly mentioned in the in the book and then never talked about again you just got kind of a glimpse of what type of personality they are and to have that 
to have that as a free update in this game to have what for what was for me a 30 hour plus uh campaign and i know they said that they were they had nine voyages and that each voyage was going to range between one to three hours and that's great because it helps when people just want to log on get one done and then be able to log off and not have uh not be able to to spend too much time playing games they want to be able to still progress it feels great i ended up spending 30 plus hours doing the tall tales and I cherished every mo moment of it and there were so many times where I just kept thinking to myself this is so great uh the the different the art of the tricksters so much fun and I realized uh playing with with Captain Nightmare or Tobacco Skunk that I my arch nemesis really is timed stationary threats if you stand still and fire a gun at me repeatedly on a timer, I'm probably going to die to it because for some reason, I just have a really hard time with the traps. I, I run, I, I try to get out of it. And for whatever reason, I just can't seem to uh, uh, get through them. And that was a that was an interesting experience. And I can't wait to try it again when I have a little more experience or when I have a little more knowledge about what's going to happen with them down the line it's going to be a lot easier for me to know like okay what what should i try and do how should i try and do it a little bit different what do i have to prepare for one thing that i would recommend players do is right now some of the fights that you're going to be encountering are uh, going to be harder if you're on a brigantine right now i would say that the sloop is just a little too easy it's not quite challenging uh to where i wanted i was satisfied with the fights and the brigantine i always felt like i was one person down it always felt like we were we were intended to be a group of four tackling these fights and it felt like we were always kind of one person uh, that wasn't either either doing well or, or you know we needed a galleon basically and and I think I think if you plan to do the tall tales try to do them either with two people or with four people until they do some tweaks with the actual tall tale fights and are able to kind of balance it a little bit better for sloops and brigantines I think galleons are probably the best balanced right now and that's just because you have the maximum number of people so when you're fighting uh, multiple enemies at the same time it's going to be less likely that a few of them are going to get lucky shots and snipe you down fairly quickly on on the island or in the cavern or the you know whatever um Oh, man, I'm having such a hard time making sure that I, I say just how much I really enjoy this. The The characters are interesting and dynamic. I want to know more about what's going on with the ones that I'm fighting. And it's nice to see that this is just the beginning. This is literally just the first steps into the tall tales and what's going to be going on in future updates we can expect more tall tales and now that they have a good understanding of what they are going to be doing uh with with the tall tales and how these are uh working for people now we have a, uh now we know that that they're basically going to be able to 
um, work on future iterations of it with that knowledge and improve upon them. Because I definitely think that with more time and maybe fewer tall tales that they can really build these dynamic experiences and really kind of up the up their game as far as like the the quality of content that's coming with sea of thieves and i'm really excited to see like just what they plan on bringing next i still i feel like the next two are probably going to be uh mermaids and flameheart i really do i really feel like those are the next two kind of hurdles that sea of thieves uh has to jump to kind of round out a lot of the lore that hasn't been uh touched on stuff like that there are paintings of uh, of, of DeMarco and Lissetti and Ramses in the Sea Dog Tavern when you're playing arena. There's literally a photo of Ramsey and he's holding these gigantic chains in a galleon. And you realize you wouldn't know it unless you actually read the book. But those chains are most likely the chains that were taken from the old mother's corpse, the, the mother of Kraken's corpse, and then smelted and enhanced with magic to make the cursed chests and the chests that we have today that have the keys uh, that the gold hoarders are using to open up to be able to uh, get treasure from uh, the you know Ramsey's treasure that he that he stowed away. It's in in the different types of uh, puzzles that are involved with the different tall tales is excellent. I feel like they really you know they knocked it out of the park uh, with with giving you just enough to be able to work out like what you have to do you really have to be you have to kind of intuit what you're going to do and a lot of the stuff that they give you isn't it's some of it's visual and it's not visual in the sense that you really anticipate like what you expect from like a gold hoarders mission where you're literally given a top-down look of the map a lot of these images that are in the tall tale books are of islands from ground level they're from uh, different perspectives like you have to know landmarks on islands to be able to identify the image to be able to know where to go or where chests are and if you haven't wandered around islands long enough and you don't have that knowledge because you play other games or you just don't have enough time or you're just not that interested in the lore behind the game you're really going to have a hard time trying to work out what you have to do in say like a solo or duo experience you really want to make sure that if you are sailing with uh, other people in tall tales if you don't know the the islands that well that you have things like a rare thieves app uh, quickly available so you can look up monuments and search for different things to, to be able to find on islands so you know kind of where you need to go or where on the islands you need to go or even if that's a thing that's in the game and you're not even sure they've They've done a really good job of tailoring each tall tale so that you aren't really having to do a whole lot of travel. You're going to be able to actually do the tall tales and uh, accomplish them, sometimes with one or two islands, sometimes even just one island, maybe max like three islands if it's, a, as if it's like heavy progression. But for the most part, you're going to be able to accomplish most of these in one sitting, roughly an hour to an hour and a half 
per voyage. And that seems to be pretty common with most people that I've talked to so far. The one thing that I would say is really important is that you really try to uh, avoid losing any of the, the, the actual items, the quest items that you dig up or you find other areas. The, the collector's chests are really buggy right now. People have been losing mermaid gems. People have been losing uh, the uh, quest items in them. And just don't hang on to them in the collector's chests if you don't necessarily have to. That way you don't necessarily lose them because of a weird despawn issue that's going on right now. That's something that I ran into the other day. Carrillo ran into the other day. Um, uh, Octagon Ron ran into the other day. Or, or actually, I think it was today. Uh, and it, it's, it's a bummer because there's nothing you can literally do. If you lose one of those quest items, that's it. You have to restart it. And that's a real bummer. But that is kind of why it's so important. And to not be able to fully trust the collector's chests just yet is, uh, is is something that I know that they'll be working on. I hope that you guys are having a good time with the Tall Tales. I really think that this is going to be a new epoch. I mean, it's going to be an epoch as far as Sea of Thieves history is concerned. This is, this is literally considered the version 2.0 for Sea of Thieves. This is the, the reboot of the game as far as concerns were 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 before the game was released and i kind of wonder if this is what their original plan was from the get-go because when the game came out they did talk about having things coming a few months down the line where they wanted to put captaincy and pets into the game the the response came out and people said that they wanted more content rare recognized that that was an important issue they scrapped what they had and they've been working on the tall tales pretty much since after the hungering deep the team that started with hungering deep and the people that they brought on afterwards are people that have really kind of made sure that uh, uh, they're going to be increasing just the overall amount of content that comes in with it. And this is this is probably more content than I ever anticipated for the game. Like I, I knew we were getting Tall Tales and it was going to be a new quest system. I had no idea how amazing this was going to be. They didn't let on to this at all. And the ending is so amazingly epic. I... I I just I can't wait to get back in there and try it again. I can't wait to try my hand at it and see if I can do better um, and, and maybe even try it on a sloop crew. I'm kind of curious to see how a sloop crew or a galleon crew is because the brig was really tough. <laughs> So I've talked so much about Tall Tales and my impressions and my feelings and what it's going to be. I want to skip out on anything else and just get straight to what I wanted, which was actually a first mate's log from the community regarding Arena and Tall Tales. So I got two from uh the the discord and if you're interested I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about how you can get involved with that as well too but i uh Freyica, uh did a couple matches in arena and i was really happy to hear the story that they put into the discord so here's his story of the first couple outings uh in sea of thieves arena so our arena tonight was incredible one our first two outings 
The first battle, we immediately hit an island and just started digging up chests. We had three chests, sailed by the drop-off point, and each of us took a chest. We headed towards the last island with a map. The yellow ship was hanging around out over there. I cannoned over there, killed their entire team, stole their chest, and my crew picked me up and I then returned to the island, dug the last chest while they, were, while they went to turn in. By this point, Blue, I believe, took the lead. I was in the water with the last chest swimming with less than three minutes remaining. And mind you, he had to actually fight off three sharks while he was swimming and managed to turn in the last chest and they gained the lead at the last second and got their first win. Their second win, they went and dug up a bunch of chests on one of the islands. As they were getting ready to leave, uh, they got all new maps. One of the maps was the island they were actually on, and the yellow ship in that match was heading uh, their way. When, so they went uh, and sent two of uh, on to the boat to actually go turn in what they had, while Freyka and Kylia, the aficionado, dug up and hid all the chests that were on the small island. Uh, when Yellow was there, they actually had been returning after they had originally been sunk because they had gone on, stolen a couple of the chests, and then sank the Yellow ship, and it was on its way back. After it came back, Yellow uh, had sent one to two people over at a time and continued to try and fight off uh, Freyika and, and Kylia while they were trying to protect these different uh, these different chests that they had hidden on there. Eventually, they had been killed, and the the crew got back onto the galleon and sailed back to that island to to get their chests. They didn't even uh, the yellow crew didn't even actually find the chests that they had hid on the island. So they dug up the last chest on the island, grabbed it, booked it back over to the turn-in and got their second win of the night. Kimbonis wrote in and actually sent a really uh, exhilarating tale about his first tall tale experience. Actually, I don't know if it was his first one, but he writes in and he said, nearly had a panic attack tonight when the very moment I picked up the final quest item of a tall tale to take back to the tall tale originator some random duo sloop rolls up on me and starts unloading cannons while i st while i'm still parked at the island i'm in full panic uh mode at this point but i raise my anchor and that they dropped with cannons he's not really a fan of the sensitivity and i don't blame him for that and start bailing and patching holes they kept pursuing. A Meg spawns on me. Great. I frantically use in-game text chat to plead my case to just chill out and that I had no loot on the ship and was just literally trying to finish the final step of a tall tale. They kept pursuing, now harpooning me. The Meg disappears because I purposely went near an island. They keep coming. The Meg spawns on them. I ask one last time to just relax, go our separate ways. They break away and stop pursuit. My adrenaline was at near catastrophic levels. It was insane. 90 minutes later, I'm still coming down. I, still, I sail across the entire map, pursued literally the entire way between every island by the same Meg I turn in. I never saw a rowboat the entire night, no safety net. I don't know how I'm going to do this 45 times to get all the commendations. 
I do hope they consider making otherwise valueless quest items part of your unstealable inventory, like they've done for some of the quest items. Thanks, Cambones, and thanks, Freyika, for sending in your stories. I don't know that I would ever see them doing that because it does add a sense of danger, and you kind of have to deal with that, just like with, uh, with Skeleton Fort Keys. But I definitely understand that it would make it a lot safer for solo sloopers, but at the same time, solo slooping is kind of the hard mode. You are literally doing everything, and it's up to you. And, and if that doesn't always work out, that's usually why we have the Discord, so that you can actually find someone to sail with if, if you have that, that opportunity. As for me, I had a really interesting experience this week. I went through... I played all of the Tall Tales. I got them all complete on Saturday. I had a really good time completing number eight on Saturday with Captain Falcor, who is on the podcast. I'm going to see if I can get him uh, to join me again uh, for next week or the week after so that we can kind of talk about Tall Tales spoilers and really kind of drill into some of the speculation that we that was kind of brought up when I started noticing some of the dialogue with the different skeletons that we were fighting during the Tall Tales. When uh the when the the content first came out one of the first nights i think i was working on the cursed rogue and some of you may have seen this some of you probably wouldn't but i was hanging out on ancient spire outpost we had just turned in a quest item for the tall tales and been rewarded with cosmetics and we wanted to check out the cosmetics so we went down and started changing clothing and we had a pretty fun time and we were just about to actually compare how our outfits actually looked on the in the middle of ancient spire on the bottom level when out of nowhere around the back of the tent of the of the order of souls house this guy runs up and he's sitting there holding an ancient chest and nick calls out to him and says hi and I don't know what happened, but at that point, my mind literally just changed into mindless slaughter. Like I saw potential, red flooded my vision, and I shot him in the face and sliced him with my sword and cut him up into little bits. I, as he turned into dust, I literally, I opened up the chest and sure enough, there's the shroud breaker and I immediately grabbed it and tried to turn it into the gold hoarders at which point Nick realized what was going on and told me to run up to the mysterious stranger to try and turn it in there and it was at that point it clicked and I thought man if I can get credit for this without actually having to do it I'm doing it so we scale the ladders and we go to turn it in nothing it doesn't even work. We can't even turn in the Shroud Breaker. The Mysterious Stranger doesn't want it. So I wonder if maybe I'm just not turning it into the right person. And I want to try out the different vendors. So I call out to Nick and I tell him to buy me some time and to cover me. I jump down, take the fall damage. I run over to the Order of Souls. I try to turn it into the Order of Souls tent. Nothing. I run all the way down to the dock and try to turn it into the merchant. Heck, I even turned it. tried to turn it into the shipwright. That's not even someone that you turn stuff into. Nothing. So finally, after running around, Nick manages to kill the guy another time. And I go over to the ancient chest and I throw it back into the ancient chest. I close the chest and I move the chest over there. And I said, you know what? We're done. It's, it's not worth it. He can have it back. And as soon as I run over to Nick to see what's going on, I hear the sound of his sloop scuttling. And Nick turns to me and he says, 
you made him scuttle. And it just, and it hit me. And I was like, oh my God, this was probably his first, his first adventure. This is probably, because I don't have gamer tags when I'm streaming. I don't have them up, so I can't see who he was. So Nick goes on to the Xbox app and he looks up the guy's name. He's not online. He, he literally rage quit the game after Nick killed him once. I killed him once and I stole his shroud breaker. He probably figured that I, I went and turned it in and there was no chance because everything that you get in the game isn't actually yours until you turn it in. So he probably just figured that was it. He just spent the last hour or however long it took him to do that voyage to just have it stolen at the very last minute because he didn't check around the corner to see if anyone was on the island. And I'll be honest, I felt pretty bad after I found out that he scuttled and wasn't playing. He didn't he didn't just swap servers. He just stopped playing altogether. Like he just did not want to play the game after that. And I I I honestly feel kind of bad about that. I'm laughing, but it's crazy because I wasn't anticipating doing that. It just kind of all happened and then once it happened, I had to kind of commit to it. I hope that he I hope that he came back. I hope that he was able to get the Shroud Breaker quest done and that he's kind of enjoying it. And, uh, you know, kind of hope that maybe this was a good lesson for him. You know, uh, don't always just blindly sail up to an outpost if you haven't quite checked out to make sure that the sloop on the other side is uh, is actually there. Uh, maybe, maybe be a little more cautious before jumping off with all of your precious cargo solo uh on a on an unmarked ship um yeah i it's a it's a pirate game right i'm supposed to that's okay right i don't know i still kind of feel bad about it now that i think about it is it's kind of a big deal but uh it's okay he'll be he'll be okay right he's probably okay pirates that's gonna do it for this episode of keelhauled it's uh funny enough this is going out a little bit later than i wanted to because i actually recorded the whole episode twice i recorded it before the one that you're listening to now not realizing that the setting i had on my audio was actually picking up a bunch of background noise that there's there was just no way i could edit that out and uh, as a result I basically had to scrap it all and re-record everything. So what you're listening to now is actually a more succinct and refined version of the much longer episode that I had prior to this. So um, in some cases, I'm sorry that it's out a little bit later and that you don't get uh, my first kind of impressions. You're getting kind of the rehash of what I try to uh, do over again uh, the second time but hopefully you guys don't don't hate me for that I I thank you for everyone that's been listening if this is your first episode uh, thank you welcome to see these I hope you enjoy it I hope you have a, as much of a good time as I do it's it's been such a special thing to have this game to be able to make content for it and to continue to make content for it if you want to get a hold of me there are a lot of ways to do it 
as always there's plenty of contact info in the show notes there's links to discord if you want to join the discord to sail with people there's uh twitter at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n you can always send me an email at c-a-p-t l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com you can always reach out to me on uh xbox app even though it's not as reliable as other mediums at c-a-p-t-a-i-n-l-o-g-u-n there's no space between captain logan I'm always on uh, Twitter. I'm always in the Discord talking with people. As always, if you can rate the show and give a review, I always appreciate it. It helps with discovery for other players that are looking for Sea of Thieves content out there. I'm one of the uh, longest lasting podcasts out there, but it still matters a lot to me that people take time to review it as well. If you can't, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. If anything, you can always advertise the show for free for me just by telling someone that doesn't know about it, that you enjoy it and that you want them to enjoy it and learn more about Sea of Thieves. I love getting the stories from you all. I've got a couple in the back pocket that in case I need to pull from them, I'll have them. So if you don't hear them, don't be too upset. I may just be hanging on to them for a rainy day when there's less to talk about. Other than that, pirates, thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.